Hey everyone and welcome to 121 in Flux, I'm Peter and that is Connor and we of course talk about movies, movies from the past, sometimes classics, sometimes B-movies, sometimes schlock, whatever, it just depends on how we feel. And on this episode we are covering something because a new version is about to hit, we are going to talk about Ghost in the Shell, the 1995 animated film from Japan, and of course the new American version is coming out next week, Skeleton starring... Scarring? Starring Scarlett Johansson. You see what I did there? I put Starring and Scarlett uh, together. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So. Uh, so that's coming next week. So neither of us had seen this, this original version. So we thought, what better time to go back and look at it, uh, talk about it. And obviously we're going to cover the new one next week when it comes out. So yeah, why not? Why not look into it? So we will start spoiler free and we will give some overall thoughts on it. Uh, before we go into spoilers, we'll give you some warning. The spoiler-free section, as with a lot of these old movies, are probably shorter than maybe some of the new movies that come out because we feel like most people will probably have seen it because it is older. Yes. So, so we, we, you know, short spoiler-free section just in case there are some people who want to get a sense of it before we dive into like deep plot details. And uh, I just like to talk about our backgrounds in general because Peter here is well known for despising anime in general as a rule. Well known is a bit harsh, but yeah. I don't know. It's kind of a it's kind of one of your things. Amongst people who know me, yes, I am not a fan of uh, anime. Now, when I say anime, I, I I typically think of series more than I do movies. That said, I did uh, watch Akira uh, once and thought it was insanely convoluted and could barely pay attention to it. Yeah, now I, I'm not. It's not like I love all anime. I like some, dislike some, but. Just to put that in there, just to so to see why I'm I'm intrigued to see how Peter found this. Mm, I bet you're intrigued. You're, you're waiting yeah. for me to give my first impression, aren't you? You're, I, you're I mean, for, I, I know my impressions. You're you're waiting for that first sentence that lets you know how I felt about it. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's very cagey with this one. <laughs> because because like I say, Akira is this, the kind of thing where this sounds like it should be right up my alley. I love science fiction, obviously, and yeah. it, it, it sounds like something that should be into me, but. And yeah, for the first five minutes, I was like, oh, fancy bikes, they're going through the city, animation looks okay, and then it just starts going off the rails very quickly, and and I lose interest. Before we went into this, felt a similar way about Ghost in the Shell, I mean, the sci-fi, the core concepts, Mm -hmm. they're things that should appeal to him. Uh, They absolutely should be. And even something like, uh, I watched the first two episodes of Neon Genesis Evangelion. That was brave. I got it. Not not trying to say it, trying to watching it. All right, yeah. Uh, I think they're both quite brave, but (laughs) and you know, during the first episode, I was like, "Why is it a penguin living in a fridge? I don't know." And that's kind of just what puts me away from it. Uh, So, before I get to how I feel, just what what are your what's your general feeling after watching Ghost in the Shell? I liked it a lot. I thought this was pretty great. Like the, the the core themes that are explored are, are very appealing to me. Yeah, you know, the the idea of what what makes people human. It, it, it's, it's it's delving on air. Is there a soul? What what are we? Are we more than just some of our parts? And obviously, there's lots of movies that explore these themes. Some do it better than others, but I think this one did it pretty well. Well, it's called Ghost in the Shell, which is kind of what that phrase means. It's, exactly. Uh, a soul in the machine. It comes from, uh, uh, you know, things like Deus Ex Machina, things like that. Like that, the idea is they're feeling in the in the machine kind of thing. Yeah. 
because uh, actually I think that directly translates as ghost in the machine. Uh, this is obviously changed yeah. it slightly to ghost in the shell, uh, but I, I guess that's to. I think because of the way the film tackles it, it's kind of well. I don't want to say machine because the whole idea is that is it similar between machines and people. So shell kind of covers both. Like as a body, whether you're a human or a body, whether you're a machine, any it's different. It's ultimately just a shell. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I liked it too. Oh, I was I was gearing up for an argument on this one. Uh, well, you see. I mean, I was worried. I was worried pretty much throughout the whole thing that at any point it was going to turn into everything I hate about anime. But it never and, did. And it never quite did. But it did some... Now, obviously, people who watch a lot of anime are going to scream at me and tell me in the comments that what I'm about to say probably describes a lot of anime. And you know what? Maybe it does. But I'm not particularly willing to <laughs> to tread through those waters to find it. But one of the things I appreciated about this uh, obviously I like the themes, I like the, the core science fiction, AI yeah. things that it's exploring but is it, it was not afraid to just slow down and give me a nice montage of a city while some music played, it was yeah. not afraid to go five minutes without a line of dialogue and I feel like typically whenever I've tried anything remotely anime before, and I'm not counting something like a Miyazaki film, those are very different those are very a very different style to what I would... And I, I, technically they are anime, don't get me wrong, but the, when I talk about anime, I'm talking about series, typically. I'm talking about your... And what was the point I was getting at is most of the stuff I would consider anime, I would describe as having ADD, where it can't settle for more than two seconds, and I, I get really agitated by that. And it has the adverse effect on me where I get really bored because there's just yeah. it's just throwing things at me, and I just nothing means anything. I have a question. Obviously, I know you said you liked this, but mm-hmm. the whole time you were obviously enjoying it with the threat of it being ruined at any moment. Do, <laughs> yeah. Do you think you'd enjoy it more on a rewatch, knowing that you can you're safe without having that, and you can properly uh, relax and, and get into it? I hadn't thought about that. That's maybe a good uh, question. Uh, maybe, maybe. Because mm. uh, I, I think I mean it's a cyberpunk story. I like cyberpunk. Yeah. It's. Yeah. Uh, Got got your neon lights of the city and all that kind of throughout. I liked the music a lot. Had a, had a good. Thought the music to it. was great. Yeah. Yeah, it's got, it's got that sort of uh, choir, sort of haunting choir esque singing going on in the main yeah. sort of track. And then you got your your piano style synths, kind of the yeah. soft ones of the pads. And you've got that throughout. That gives it a nice a nice texture. And uh, and also, I do like two D animation. It's something you don't get to see a lot of anymore because even. Like even like the modern DC animated movies, which are two D, and funnily enough, one of the arguments that some people have about those is that they are starting to look more too, you know, too anime esque. But yeah. my my complaints with them is a yeah, I don't think the anime style suits them because of the characters they are, but also they just feel too clean. I actually kind of like how how gritty this feels. Yeah, those DC ones they're two D, but they still feel like done in a computer. This feels hand drawn. Yeah, it's too much sheen. It's too just too clinical feeling. Whereas this. It, you know, there's 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 life to it. There's there's stuff going on. Uh, yeah. and I like that. And as much as I'm not a huge fan of the anime style when it comes to faces, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not super into the pointy chins and the yeah. That's just uh, a stylistic thing, isn't it? Yeah, I do quite like the at least in this movie. I like the the backgrounds, the city, the way the city mm, looks. I think is very definitely. nice. Uh, yeah. It's very reminiscent to me of like a PlayStation One uh, pre-rendered background, which is something I have a great many fondness for. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's from the same sort of time. It is nineteen ninety-five. It's right in that that sort of era. So, 
No, that's that's what I like in terms of the 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 animation there. And I, what I will say about the animation as well is I liked how it played with different effects depending on what it was doing. There was moments where it's like going through a shitty video camera, and it looks mm. like a VHS tape. There's moments where it plays with like a, almost a predator style cloaking device with on like some characters. Yeah, and it and would you got play like the, the sheen sort of thing for it. Yeah. It was kind of like, as much as it is 2D animation, it is bringing in some very early sort of CGI-esque elements to do these effects. And I, yeah. I think that was working. It was working for me because it was adding to the whole cyberpunk feel to it. Yeah. You say how it was doing different things to emphasize the different you know styles. Mm. It was doing that with the sound as well, like with the, the voices in particular, mm. depending on like whether it was a face-to-face, if it was a comms, or if it was you know the, the mental broadcasts. It was had like the, these very different feelings of, of the way they were uh, filtering the sound. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, as shocking as it may be, I actually like Ghost in the Shell. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I'm not going to lie, I went into it not thinking I would, because yeah, yeah. past you, experiences... Yeah, he was kind of dreading this one. I was, I was kind of not looking forward to it, and the opening, I was like, oh, this is not bad. And you know... I was a little bit worried after the opening titles because you know, uh, like the guy from the ministry comes to talk to the head, uh, the chief from Section 9, and they're on the elevator, and it felt like they, sp- they spouted a lot of exposition really quickly, and the subtitles were going pretty fast, and I was like, oh, jeez, am I going to struggle with this? Like, Am I taking yeah. in too much? Luckily, it wasn't actually that bad once it got going. It was yeah, it slows down and lets you digest it bit by bit, then yeah. as it becomes relevant. Yeah, uh, it was just, it felt like a lot at first. And it's the kind of thing where I probably wouldn't even think about that or worry about it if it was in English, but because it was because it was in subtitles and I was do- it was going through it so fast and I was starting to worry that it was going to be like this the whole way through and I'd have trouble uh, digesting the information. But luckily it was uh, from then on. And uh, one thing that I will also say that I, I typically, I very rarely say this about any animated film of any kind. Mm-hmm. Good action sequences. Fantastic action sequences. I, but- I, I, I usually find action's one of the main reasons why I'll look at a uh, like a DC animated film or something like that, and I'll say, you know what, this would still be better in live action because action sequences in 2D animation are not typically that exciting. Yeah, it's really hard to give it the depth and fluidity and maintain that and, it, and keep it engaging. It's, it's, the, it's the momentum. It lacks it lacks momentum, I feel. Yeah. Uh, whereas this actually had suspenseful action sequences where whether it was someone stalking someone else, whether it was just something cool, it, it felt the most like... Like it was taking an action scene from a comic book because a comic book doesn't have momentum in the same way that film does, but it does have momentum in the way they lay things out. Yeah. Uh, so I think there was artistry in that as well. So. Yeah, I I definitely think it played to its strengths in that sense that the action scenes is not like these big epic battles. It's oh, like yeah. you say that there's stalking and there's dodging and moving behind pillars and things like that, and it these things allow it to breathe and pause at the moments where it needs to so that it doesn't feel like it's just a blur, which it sometimes can with action and animation. Yeah, like, especially with superheroes, which is why I bring up the DC films, is whenever they try to have a big Superman moment, I'm like, this would just look better in live action. It would just feel better. It would just be more impressive. Yeah. Because it's almost like they're banking on Superman catching a car as being impressive, but it's animation. You can draw whatever the hell you want. I don't care. It's not, you know, it's not, mm. oh, you caught, caught a car. Like, you drew the yeah. car. It doesn't matter. But when I see that in live action, and as much as it is CG, probably, if it looks photoreal, I'm like, oh, that looks like there's a guy holding a car. That's impressive. Yeah. 
So, like, you know, they almost bank on the wow factor that isn't there. Where, as you say, this plays to its strengths and does things that it knows it can achieve. I do wonder if that is in part... It's Obviously, it's adapted from a manga. So, obviously, yeah, true. It, it may be when, when they were drawing the manga, they did the same sort of thing where... Because, obviously, like a comic, you know, it's just there. You've got to play to the same sort of strength as animation in this sense. So... Because uh. it's also true for a comic, actually. Sometimes when it's just, like, armies fighting each other, like, a comic can just be like, yeah, whatever, it's just lots of grunts, I don't really... It's it's hard to... Unless you've got a, an absolutely stellar artist, it's really hard to sell that and make people care about that. Sort of just massive epic brawls. Yeah, so, no, I, I, I liked that. I, I liked... Action sequences were good, uh, inventive in places... Uh, art style again I'm not super fond of the pointy like faces and stuff in anime but the backgrounds were all really good the overall style and tone of the animation was good uh, mm. and the music was good and the story was also pretty good so I'm being really positive here <laughs> this is way way uh, way more positive than I expected yeah, you to be I, I don't think you were expecting this but <laughs> I, I, I like Ghost in the Shell uh, I, do you want to just give the spoiler warning before we start talking about any plot so we can yeah, yeah, we might as well. So we can fire into Probably it. Probably delve uh, in. Yeah, right. So full spoilers then from this point on for the 1995 Ghost in the Shell. I'm specifically saying that because, I mean, I'd, I'd, like we're not going to talk about any like sequels or any of that sort of thing, like standalone complex or the other stuff that came out later. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, all right. Do you, do, you, uh, do you know what's funny about watching this just now, though? I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing the new one now next week and recognising, like, are they going to just do it beat for beat? Like, is it going to be, this is this scene from the original, this is this scene from the original? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Because obviously, I've only seen one trailer, and the, the moment that obviously stuck out in that trailer is, is in the, the jumping off the building. Oh, no, actually, that's not the bit I remember from the trailer. Is it not? Because that's the bit that stood out to me no. in every trailer that I've seen of it. Because even before that, the trailer came out, there was one of those like stupid 10-second teases oh, for the trailer. No, I never saw that. And it's the bit when it's like the water and she's invisible and she comes, she appears before she punches him. And right. that's in the, that was in that teaser. Yeah. So when that happened in this, and this is probably a sacrilege for fans of the original movie, but all I could picture in my head was Scarlett Johansson, which is a really weird thing, <laughs> given all the controversy about her casting. But when I watched yeah. this movie, I kept seeing Scarlett Johansson because she's the first thing I think of then when I think of this movie. It's me, me too, and I think it'll be. I'm actually really intrigued to see this movie now because, <laughs> like I said, that that's two major beats that. That it's pulled for the trailer, and obviously mm. they're cool visual moments, so it makes sense for them to have those. But I am intrigued to see how much it does veer off, or, or if it just does a, a really straight adaptation. I can see it being a lot bit more drawn out, especially in the second half, because I do think this movie is oddly... It's a little bit odd in the way it's structured. It doesn't really feel like a typical Act 1, 2, 3 story. No, it doesn't. It feels like a big Act 1 to me. Yeah, I can see what you mean. Because the way it just kind of, it, it builds and it builds, and I feel like it's still introducing stuff really late on in the film, and then this stuff happens, it, it almost feels like a pilot for a TV show, you mean? Yeah, even after the ending of the of the movie, it feels like, oh, there's another story waiting, and obviously you could do it as a sequel or whatever, however it comes about, but it feels like that could almost just be act two. Yeah, uh, so plot, plot, so, so Major, the main character, is part of Section 9, which is a government ops sort of team section. Connor has chronic hiccups and he's holding them back if you're wondering what that, that noise is. I just... Sometimes sometimes they're like... It's like, alright, oh, we need to acknowledge that you just made a noise and I'm just pointing out. For people who don't know he's got chronic hiccups, there you go. Uh, so she's a part of Section 9. She's like their lead... And she's a, she's a robot. She's not a person. She is completely artificial. 
Yes. And in this world that Ghost in the Shell inhibits, uh, like mods and upgrades and sort of Deus Ex style sort of like yeah uh, cybernetics cybernetics are, are normal like uh, most people have something in them they'll have some whether it's just augments their brain they'll have maybe a special arm or something but it's, it seems really normal uh, she is further most in that she is an entire fake yeah. body yeah she, she's entirely fake in fact, isn't her personality also fake yeah i think so yeah it is i'm pretty sure yeah. that's, that, that, that leads into the point of the story yeah uh and our sort of discovery and you know the whole idea of the ghost and the and the, well, I was going to say machine, but obviously shell as well. Yeah. Because uh, they, they talk about uh, ghosts a lot in this movie, and it's very much the almost the code of the personality. Like, if they transfer another person into another shell, the ghost is the, the soul, if you will. They really use the word soul. I think they, they mention it once, uh, actually, in the in the movie. But they, they really actually use it. Uh, while we're on the subject to actually the words that they're using, I, I, did, I read just a little bit of stuff after I watched it, just out of curiosity. More uh, than me. Uh, and one of the things that uh, I did mention, we, we both watched this in Japanese with English subs. Yes. And apparently the English dub actually kind of ruins some of the messaging in the film because it, it changes some dialogue that it shouldn't change. Mm. Um, for an example, which I think is an important one, uh, early on, uh, someone says, your, your system's playing up or something like that, and Major responds, it's my time of the month. Uh, yeah. in, the, in the original language and the subtitles right. that we watched it with but the English dub replaces it oh it must be a faulty wire is the line she, she hits back with but that's mm. cl- clearly it's that's, completely different it's completely different but it's also important just in the sense of the movie because the, the, the reason why that, that line works and it's a joke is because she doesn't have that like she's, she's a yeah, robot yeah exactly uh, and a big part of her character is wanting to feel things it's wanting to be more human so the, the, that taking that line away is actually kind of a big deal it's like no that yeah, I'm. I'm really glad we watched this with the the subtitles. And... Yeah, so I mean, that's properly poking. That's the, that's probably the first hint of a character actually, and what she's like desiring and wanting to. Yeah, is that joke about having a period? Mm. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so so she she's this up. She she has like a special suit that lets her go sort of predator style camouflage. You know, thermal imaging. I think they they talk about. See, is it a suit or is that just her body that can do it? Maybe it might just be her body. Because yeah, maybe... she always takes off the clothes. Yeah, maybe the technology in her body that does it. But I think, because there's the other guy who's yeah. got the hood, that's, and that's clearly that a, one is, a, yeah. an external like. Suit. Yeah, yeah, but with her, I think, because at first, I was just before she jumps off the building and she takes off all her clothes, I was like, this is weird. I was like, is this one of those, just this, this, this just being a weird anime thing? But then, obviously, she cloaks as she falls, so I got the impression was the clothes wouldn't have cloaked with her because those ones weren't it. Oh, yeah, of course. So that that's why. Yeah, uh, and that's kind of the intro, and we so we're interested in, and we find out there's a there's some sort of criminal hacker going on, someone hacking ghosts and making people essentially act as their puppets. Hence the name that they're giving is the Puppet Master, this villain yes. who's hacking into stuff. And the movie's kind of about the hunt for this person, and the there's a good, great early action scene where they're, they're tracking these uh, garbage uh, drivers because mm. one of them is being. Uh, puppied and that his memories have been replaced with these fake memories of a wife and a kid and it's yeah. forcing him to act out because he thinks he's being blackmailed to do all this this stuff and hacking on his route and we get some, we get some 